Welcome everyone to another episode of Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. This is episode 32. I'm Chris Dredd. I'm here with my main homeboy, JB. What's going on, brother? What is going on indeed? It's been a hell of a week in wrestling, uh, or even a hell of a night in wrestling. We, this is Monday for those that are listening. You know, welcome, friends, family, haters, lovers, whatever you want to call yourself. <laughs> We are here. Trolls. Back. Yeah, trolls. Shrek motherfuckers. Whatever. Like, it's all good. We're here. We're back again with another show. We thank you for all sticking around, for listening, for shooting messages when we don't record straight away. <laughs> that Shout out to Bishop Thanks. checking in on us, just hoping hoping that we're all right. We are blessed. We're, there's nothing wrong with us. We're just fucking, life's a bit mad at the minute. Like, lots of shit going on. Um to top Mad it busy. To top it off. We're in the middle of a heat wave, and we are in the middle of a heat wave. It's fucking yeah, tasty hot man. Nice. Grim. I love it, man. That's the thing. I got that Greek blood in me, brother. I'm right. Like even my missus yesterday, she was struggling. I'm like, man, shut the fuck up, man. Don't be, <laughs> don't be, don't be making this heat go away. Well, for those that know, I'm a big lad, and you know, heat and big fellas don't go well. It's sweat city. <laughs> it's, <laughs> no. It, I never liked the heat. I've never enjoyed it. I'm, you know, I'm a snowy kind of guy. I suppose even me, man, I'm sweating up my five heads glistening like a motherfucker before Max gets in and says anything about my fucking five head. Shout out to Max, not the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> on, Max. Um, few things before we get started. You know, we have, we did uh, say that we're going to be doing this uncensored show and that is what we're covering today. But before we get to like and subscribe, Damn you. Damn you. Like, subscribe. Do you know what I mean? Get Hit us up. If you're watching this on the video, you're watching us on YouTube, Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast on YouTube, at Chat Grapple Pops on Twitter and on Instagram. JB's hitting that up all the motherfucking time, Shaman. Um, you can catch us on every single podcast platform available. And if you want, we will even you know, send you a fucking voicemail message. You know what I mean? Slap the bell. Slap that bell. Slap it. Not too hard because it is a bit hot and it's a bit chafing. You know what I mean? Exactly. It is very hot. So I'm not going to make Chris go through every podcast medium that we're on. It, you should know by now. And if you knew and you don't know. Yeah. Find then, yeah. Find us. Just Google yeah. Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops. Get the link tree on Instagram at Chat Grapple Pops. You can't miss yes. it. Yes, right on the pro, right on the middle of the profile page of the, you know, whatever page you call it. Sadly, we lost Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful. Um, man, he was. I had a little look back at some of the stuff he did with Hogan in the late eighties. Sweet Jesus, that man was over. As a oh, bad heel. He 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 really helped Hogan get over, man. Like he was, he was, uh, you know integral in that kind of thing you know and even i still remember you know we, we I watched through wcw when the horseman kind of pile drived him on the outside of the concrete and everything you know and he was in real agony with his injuries and that at that time um but he was a legit bad man as well wasn't he a legit bad man you know for those that don't or may not have heard the odd story here and there to look about uh beating someone up with flip-flops in a shower. Um, <laughs> Legit tough guy, man. No. He main evented WrestleMania 1, for Christ's sake. 
I mean, that's he was part of that whole celebrity craze sort of wrestling time in the eighties, and it's uh, it's a shame when when we lose another one. Um, yeah, that's uh. Shout out to, they call him Mr. Wonderful. You know, it's just fantastic, you know, coming out with the fucking, you know, when he had the new song and everything, Bobby Heenan just playing it up. It's yeah. great stuff, the, man. The heat he had in WCW when they would call him Paula. Oh, fantastic. Like a, like a madman. It was amazing stuff. Um, I know, you, Chris, you wanted to talk about someone else that passed away this, was it this weekend. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Bismarcky um, passed away, man. Uh, fucking great, great rapper. Uh, fantastic fella. Um, you know, just a friend will forever be an oh, absolute banger. Yeah, it's a hell of a song. It's just a, a quality, quality track. Um, you know, yeah, shout out to Bismarcky, man. You know, not, not necessarily that old either, really. If you haven't heard Just a Friend, not the Mario version from like 2000. Go back to you know the early nineties and listen to Biz Markie's version. Fucking watch the video, yeah, man. Yeah, it's, just it's hilarious, amazing. You know what I mean? It ah oh, yes, yeah. great stuff. Yeah, shout out to Biz Markie, rest in peace. Um, Slammiversary was on Saturday. Uh, like I said, we are Monday at the minute. Slammiversary was on Saturday. It had it had a lot of surprises to the point where they were no longer surprises when the next one came along. That's just my take. It doesn't. It's not necessarily Chris's, but I say things, it's a surprise if you do it once. Yeah, they've 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 dug they've dug in the. Uh, I don't know if Dixie Carter's that Dixie Carter money never runs out, does it? You know what I mean? Bankrolling it still. Huh? He's still Dixie bankrolling it. I, I don't know, man. I think she's what she must be like majority shareholder or something. But you know, it's owned by you know some media company. But, but don't worry, Kenny retained. So you know, all is right with the world. Um, again, I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting more pissed off as the as the weeks and days go by. Like it's not, you know. I promised I wouldn't set him off early, but um, it, you yeah. have you've done it. But you know, in Impact Wrestling, you know, they did get, you know, it it was quite a for for them. It, it was quite good views wise, I suppose. But I doubt that has anything to do with Kenny Omega. To be fair, it might have a little bit to do with it, but I still think, you know, it needs someone in Impact to have that to have that title, you know. Well, I don't know why they don't give it to fucking my man, the big fella. You know, big Cass. He's seven foot tall. You can't teach that, Mister Morrissey. You know, just give fucking Omega the big boot. You know, I. To be fair, I actually thought. Callahan would would beat Omega. I thought if anyone was going to do it, it would be Sammy. Yeah, yes and no. I, I mean, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel that Callahan had the uh, <clears throat> had the chops for it. And I He's old think, now as well. I don't think Impact thought he had the chops for it either. I thought it would just be a wild main event, and it was. And then they brought out Jay White. I'm a big Jay White fan, but who else is? If you're not watching New Japan. You don't know who the fuck this guy is. That's right, man. Yeah. And you know, I I'm not a huge New Japan watcher, but if it's on my TV and I've, it's available, and I can watch it. Then I'm going to watch it. But 
bringing him out and, you know, saying, oh, the impact zone went crazy. There was like 50 people in there. And they all knew who he was because they all probably were told who he was <laughs> or were told he was coming. You know, it didn't look like it was full of fangs. But this is... this is they, The camera cut to Sean Ross fucking sack, for Christ's sake. That's not a fan. That's a douche. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, you know, again, they're they're trying to appeal to this small demographic of even smaller than the one in Jacksonville. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's tiny, you know. Um, and then we had Money in the Bank, which a show which blew Slammiversary out of the water. I'm not saying it's the greatest show ever, but it's one of the best shows that we've had in nearly two years, purely because. It had fans there, it had real interaction, and it had some cracking matches, including ladder matches, both ones. And we had a real surprise. Can I do it? Yeah, do it. You know, like, people... A real mark-out moment. It was a mark-out moment, and... I've seen a lot of AEW fans bitching online about it. It's like, motherfuckers, you ain't even got anyone close to Cena, a draw like Cena. How can you be bitching? Like, if you're a fan of wrestling, you had to have enjoyed it. I don't give a shit. All these fucking Jacksonville jackoffs, like they they just, you know, that's my new term for it. The old Jacksonville jackoffs. You know, if you're a fan of wrestling, you've got to enjoy good wrestling when you see it. You know, and and you've got to have enjoyed that pop for Cena. You've got to, you know, fuck. Yeah, it was a, it was a, and I said this earlier online. Um, I said it was like, it was like that 1990 Hogan return level of pop, bigger than Euro Warrior pops, bigger than, you know, oh, yeah, it's not something I want to say out loud, but it's bigger than an Austin pop. I it mean, was, some of those Austin pops were massive. And But it's because people are hungry for that shit now. That like people are, you know, a thirsty, you get me? <laughs> like, you know, it, it, people haven't been out, people haven't been at the shows, you know, that, that live atmosphere. And to, it was the perfect time to bring someone in like that, man. Perfect time. It was. Fucking the roof done popped off blood. It did. It was a, it was a long sustained pop, you know, seeing it getting in Roman's face. It's, you know, SummerSlam's going to be big. It's going to be huge. It's going to be in Vegas. It's going to be a party. Yeah, man. Well, do you, who do you reckon they're, they're, they're going to bring fucking Goldberg back for a little freeway? Yeah, yeah the rumblings of the Goldberg's going to be challenging Bobby Lashley. And could we care less? No. Nah, that's, I think they've yeah, done... Smackdown's right the A-shirt at the minute. Yeah, they've gone to that well too many times, I think. Yeah, um... And that's yeah, that's uh, that's probably about as quick as we need to wrap up on what's been going on, because our DeLorean has been waiting patiently. Been parked up. We've hit yeah, we've been we've been waiting to hit eighty eight miles per hour to head to the Tupelo Coliseum in Tupelo, in Mississippi, oh, yeah. the, the home of place on earth. The, the the birthplace of Elvis. I mean, is that is that a claim, like? Apparently, no, but they, they mentioned it quite a few times in the show um, that it was oh, the birthplace yeah. birthplace of Elvis. I mean, yeah. could have been. I don't know. Shit. Well, Hertfordshire is the birthplace of me. Um, That's right. It's actually not the birthplace of me, though. They should put it on their signs leading in. Um, 
<laughs> Twinned with <laughs> Tupelo Coliseum, Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Um, Twinned with parts unknown. Part, parts unknown. It's, if I ever find it. <laughs> we are going to WCW Uncensored. It's 1996. It's the 24th of March. 9,000 in attendance. And 250,000 pay-per-view buys. Not a bad good, number at all. A good number for, for this. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a main event for the absolute ages. Before we get to that, before we get to the whole show, there was uh, some, they weren't dark matches. I think they were taped for main event or something like that, whatever WCW had uh, Saturday night or something like that. They mm-hmm. had matches on beforehand. Uh, Mr. JL or JL, whatever you want to call him, Jerry Lynn beat Dean Malenko in a huge mm-hmm. upset. Um, they did talk about that on the show. Uh, Jim Duggan beat Big Bubba. Dick Slater blasted out Alex Wright in about a minute, which doesn't sound right. Um, and the Steiners, <laughs> the Steiners and the, the Nasty Boys went to some sort of double DQ. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we get the, uh, we're here to see the alliance to end Hulkamania. <sighs> Fuck. Mate. Give me strength. This is fucking, you know, this is this is painful, bro. You know, like it is it's pretty hard to sit through this event. Like there's it took me two sittings to finish. Yeah, it. It, you know what I mean? You have to prepare yourself. Um, one of the matches is just way too long, way, way too long. Um, one of them was way too short. Um some, and some of them were just hot garbage. Some of them were just piles of doo-doo. Um, yeah. I mean, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Um, this is a show that starts off okay and then just gradually gets worse. I will say that. Um, Tony Schiavone, Dusty Rhodes, and Bobby Heenan welcome us. Bobby's wearing a leather jacket for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> And he, he says, why are you wearing a... They, I ask him, why are you wearing a leather jacket for? And he's like, yeah, because it might get might get messy. Or it might get dirty. And then I could just wipe it clean. I'm not wearing one of my expensive jackets or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck, man? You're not going to some bondage party. And straight out the gate, US title's up for grabs. It's Conan defending his title against Eddie Guerrero. And it's the only title match on the show. Yeah, which is a, a, a weird one. I mean, to get 250,000 buys on pay-per-view for only one title match and not even be the main title, and that's something I'm going to talk about later is their, their heavyweight title because it is absolutely abused in this match, in this in, on this night. Um, whoever wrote it or wrote this whole show or the main event should be fucking ashamed. Yeah, but, because there, there was there's title shots the next night on Nitro. It, I think it's rating popping, let's be honest. Yeah, they're doing a they're doing a, a an AEW popping for <laughs> ratings. But uh yeah, Jordan's on the old uh, Lucas Aid. Um I almost lost my Lucas Aid there because Chris made a joke. I've uh, I am actually on the posh pop. Have you ever had any of that, Fentman's? Sorry, I thought it said Fenton over there, and I thought you was on something else. No <laughs> the old posh pop, as we call it. I, I've never had it. It's like banging, bro. Yeah. There you go. All the joy of a Coca Cola, less of the bad shit kind of uh, 
botanical extracts and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Kind of trying to be healthy and shit. Yeah, but special herbs, right? I do, yeah. Well, done regin. All right. Special, um, <laughs> I'm probably I'm guessing it's more expensive than Coca-Cola too. Yeah, it was on special though. So I've got it, a couple of quid. Comes in a, a big glass bottle as well, so can't complain. Um, <laughs> Anywho. Let's get to this US title match. We, we <laughs> veered off on drinks for some reason. Yeah, man. Um, this match didn't click completely. I don't know why. I do know why. I blame Kano. Um, you blame... <laughs> It's just too easy. It's, it's random. There's an early figure four from Eddie Guerrero. It is a weird match. Now, the world the world champion, Ric Flair, would be asking later, or should be asking later on, why the fuck are you using that as a throwaway? That's my finish. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a very strange one to use in like minute two of a match. It's weird because Bobby Heenan says something about a figure four later on. Putting a figure four on a dog, it'll be a figure eight because they've got four legs. <laughs> it's fucking weird. I think uh, I think they were on something a little bit uncensored during this show. Mate, I I love I love that commentary team of of Dusty, yeah. Tony, and Bobby. They're just the way they worked off of each other was just was was great. They're, you know, there's moments when they're talking, well, we'll get to it, do you know what I mean? But some of the stuff that comes out is, is pure gold. It was getting me through the show. Um Conan takes charge, but with some quite sloppy chain wrestling. I had it here. Um yeah. some weird like some slow pinning combos. Didn't work. I didn't like it. However, um, However, the heel hook slash knee bar thing was pretty good. Yeah, man, it looked pretty cinched in. Do you know what I mean? It was pretty good. But uh, hot take here. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Mexican stroke Japanese arm drags. I fucking hate them. The the, the weird kind of... All of them. All of them. They just don't look... They just look too contrived. They don't look... Okay. You know, like like a decent arm drag, you know, like um, can, can, it that actually is, is like a judo, like a judo move. Do you know what I mean? It's like you pop the hip, you flip someone over, you know, because I love a good hip toss as well. I love a good arm drag and I love a good hip toss. But yeah, these I'm gonna, like bleep the word hip. So yeah. <laughs> so I I just I'm just not a fan of the old the weird Mexican ones. But you know, sometimes where you had the midget matches. Yes. You're allowed to call it midgets or just small people, but yeah, yeah, the you know the 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 um the the mini luchas yes. like they used to do a lot of the old like you know the Mexican arm drags and stuff, and it just looks like someone's doing like a forward roll. It doesn't. I'm not a fan. I just yeah, I don't like it. Tumbling. Huh? A little bit too much, like just tumbling. Yeah, it's just tumbling, bro. It's just shoulder rolls. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's stories of shoulder rolls right, rolling through my head, but we'll get back to them. Yeah, we'll get... man, you know them training days. Anyway. Um, yeah. Um, like I said, the Boston, the, the, the heel hook knee, it just wasn't very smooth. It was nice. Like, it was a good move. But just um, Once Eddie gets going and seems to step it up again, chain wrestling seems to look a lot better, look a lot smoother. Like, smooth is not a word, is it? More smooth. Um, it just, yeah, it just seemed a lot, a lot better. 
in my you know my head anyway because um, with that app with Rose, dusty Rhodes course and my homie eddie guerrero Mahomie, yeah, he's so funny, man. He, he talks about un- trying to uncle him, yeah. you know, when he when he's got him in the, that that ankle lock. He's like trying to uncle him, you know, like it, it's so funny because I think even Bobby says it's like he speaks a different language, like you know, Dusty Rhodes is, you know, my missus loves Dusty. Every time she hears him, she's like Dusty Rhodes, you know. What I mean, she just just the way he talks and that is just it's gripping. It's great, man. Well, Dusty was the one that introduced us to uh, Limo Rickshaw, so. 100% bro you know what I mean training down there in Mexico in Tijuana uh, yeah this is just I mean this is the commentary gets out of control at times we will, I'll keep like chucking in quotes as we get them it does yeah Eddie Guerrero a pioneer of getting out of the way of a tope or a dive just steps to the side how uh, how novel what a great idea yeah Maybe don't all bunch in the same area so you can get dived on. You could just step to the side. Move out of the way. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie does do a nice thing. He comes off the top to the outside and uh, he looks like he really hurts himself. Kind of, he lands on his knees and kind of bends backwards and he looks like he hurts himself a bit. Um, uh, uh, Bobby says that Dustin just wants a bowl of Eddie Gross chili. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, damn right. <laughs> He agrees. Um, Eddie, yeah, hits his own tope. And here's the thing again, I can't, I've got to go back to it. It's done quickly. Nobody gets a chance to stand around. No. That's the whole fucking point. It has to be done quickly. So no one's just standing there, their arms out looking like a dickhead. That's right. And I, I hate to get Larry this early. And you know me, I'm not usually one with the Fs and the Jeffs and the whatnots, but, yeah. you know, I'm, oh, topes and people standing around waiting to catch someone. Fuck that. Just do it quickly. Look like that one of Owen Hart and Ted DiBiase, like, yeah, you know, quickly, effective. And, Bre- and Bret Hart and Hakushi. Yeah, again. You know what I'm saying? All stuff on the shows that we spoke about that you can go back and check. That's right. <laughs> on YouTube or anywhere else you get your podcasts. <laughs> um, very long rest hold man like I, I i gotta be honest i think conan was probably blown <laughs> you blaming conan yeah he, he did he seemed like he was at times maybe eddie was moving too quick maybe kind of moving too slow it looked like he was trying to shuffle through toffee at times and it just yeah it just looked like eddie had more of a more of a spring in his step Conan was way more muscular back then as well. Yeah. Who knows? I'm not. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Yeah, I mean, Conan was definitely. I have, I have a take. I have a take on a Pro winner today, but. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you've got to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Later on, um, there's a really nice sit-out power bomb for the two count. It's it's actually a sit-down razor's edge. Yeah, it did. more like a razor's edge, like he has him under the arms and that. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like a sit-down razor's edge. I fucking love that. That was, that was love all that. Really well done. Um, yeah, maybe that was a little bit of a spoiler to who's coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it might have been a, that in there. Little nod. Uh, yeah. Uh, to a friend, uh, and this is where it gets it gets weird. Uh, Conan does botch a suicide dive. Uh, 
and then we get an accidental, apparently, nut shot. It was weird. I've and I've watched it. Like I say, I've seen this pay per view like over a handful of times over the years, and recently I've watched it as well a few times. So it's weird where Eddie kind of tries to do like a a leapfrog or something, or you know, it, it's it's weird where basically they they run together and it's like a headbutt nut shot. Either way, it's it's strange. And it's weird. It's a proper like it weird should, finish. It doesn't look like it should win the match. Um, no. Eddie then refuses uh, K-Dog, as I'm referring to him. as uh, K-Dog was waiting further into the mountains. Uh, Conan's help. Not a great finish, but there we go. Uh, we get a uh, we get a CompuServe. You know, that is a relic. CompuServe online chat plug for, uh, you know, internet chatter. In internet chat, you know, go, go they're like, go on there and type this in, and then you'll be able to chat to all the, um, you know, the wrestlers. And they had like the giant there sitting there just typing, you know, they had Captain Insano like on the on the yeah, old he, computer, he like he was showing absolutely no mercy on that computer, absolutely no moisty. Um, it's weird, 96 man, that was a time of the internet, it was a weird time, that was just chat rooms and fucking. You know, weird shit. Like E-Bombs World and like fucking... I'm not sure I know what that is, but... Oh. I'll, uh, yeah, you'll have to explain it to me some, sometime. Uh, oh, this one's a tough one. Um, now, I was sitting watching this in my living room and my lovely wife was not really paying attention, but was in the room too. And this interview, she... Gave me one word for it, and I had to write it down. Predatory. Predatory. Yeah. Colonel Rob Parker and Dick Slater. Um, and yeah, there were some comments that were a little bit predatory, knowing full well that he's wrestling a woman on this show. Uh, I, I I actually really like this interview. <laughs> oh man, it's I don't know. Like I thought saying, it was I thought it was funny, and you got to remember it's the, uh... it's ninety six yeah. and. It, it's it's yeah it's a different time and also you've got to remember that the pre-story to this was Alondra Blaze aka Medusa ruined Colonel Robert Parker's wedding with the sensational Queen Sherry Sherry Martell previously um and he's pissed off obviously Sherry was pissed off but I, I I'm not sure why Sherry didn't wrestle. She even with the company at this point. Well, I mean, she was the manager of Harlem Heat. Yeah. And, and not again at this point either. Yeah. And, and basically she, she went back, she went back to WWF, didn't she? Or had she just left there? Not in 96. No, I don't think so. Weren't she with a heartbreak kid? That was earlier, weren't it? Yeah, that's yeah, that wow, scandal. Ninety-four. Ninety-two, I think. Was it? Yeah, he was. Uh, that was his first manager, like WrestleMania eight stuff. Oh it? no, you're right. Yeah, it was way earlier. Yeah, some. Yeah, because she. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, yes, because it, but it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago to this previously that basically Sherry was involved in the angle with Colonel Parker, yeah. and basically she was supposed to be managing Harlem Heat and she ended up going missing and he was turning up and they were like 
you know, snuggling at the side of the ring and watching stuff and kissing and all this shit. And then Medusa turns up and ruins the wedding. Um, well, actually, because they were in Las Vegas or something, weren't they? And they were supposed to. I don't remember ruining any weddings. I must have missed that. No, so basically, Colonel Robert Parker and uh, Sensational Sherry were due to get married on a show. It was one of the previous pay-per-views. And basically, Colonel Parker done all his bo- he's done his bollocks in the casino and lost a load of money. And he was asking to borrow money off people so he could, like, off his family members or whoever, some people, so then he could do this wedding. And then basically he said to her, oh, look, you know, I've lost his mind, but we'll do this, this, and this. And then, yeah, and then Medusa jumps out of a car and beats the fuck out of Sherry and ruins the wedding. So that was the angle. That's how we got to this point. Um, But Medusa, we know... Um, you know, famously turned up on WCW TV with the WWF belt, chucked it in the dustbin. Did wonders for her career, that dude. Oh, yeah, no, it was great stuff. Um, but she was a cracking wrestler. She came from the yeah. de- Japanese dojos. We heard from our interview with Sonny Ono. Shout out to Sonny. He was saying that, you know, you couldn't get much better than Alondra Blaze at that time. And That's why they had to get the Japanese girls in because none of the American girls really could work with her as stiff and tight as, as she was. And that she ended up wrestling blokes. And speaking of Sonny Ono, you can catch our interview with Sonny Ono <laughs> as well as our two-hour kick-ass interview with Chris Hamwick. Yep. Um, our chats with Duke, the Dom Sotrosi, Santino Morella, you know, those ridiculous and different conversations we had with all those guys on YouTube. Check them out, man. Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. Go and subscribe. Touch the fucking bell. We get the random names that, you know, you just can't find anywhere else. That's right. <laughs> But that Sonny interview was great. And he, he, he really went in about because, you know, obviously he was the manager of the Japanese lasses. And uh, there were some good matches that he was involved with, Alondra Blaze and that in the later on in the 90s. Um, so, you know, she's a competent worker, really good wrestler. And she's wrestling uh, Colonel Robert Parker. It was a weird promo with, um, yeah. you know, Dick Slater. Gene trying not to laugh. He was creasing up. Yes. Um, I mean, I felt sorry for Gene that he didn't get a decent interview with Ric Flair and his uh, his ladies in this one. But yeah, there was no rubs from woman in this yeah, one for him. Bless him. Today. Yeah. Um, Maybe he went to the party at Space Mountain later. Oh, that sounds like a like a ripping good time. Damn, Skippy. Uh, next up it is the battle of the stereotypes. Um, Lord Steve <laughs> with. With his butler Jeeves, fucking names Jeeves. Jeeves, it's like Jeeves and Wooster. You know what I mean? Back in them days, Jeeves and Wooster was on team. Yeah, and was this the time where you had asked Jeeves? I don't know. Was asked Jeeves around at this point? Ninety-six. Not, yeah. not sure. Who else was? Who, who was his other manager? Begin to begin with, he had someone else, didn't he? It was um, uh, Dundee. It was. Um, Sir William. Yeah, Sir William, yeah. but it was yeah, it was Dundee. It was Sir William, yeah. Yeah, no, now he's got Jeeves the butler. Um because he had the stable of the blue bloods, didn't he? So it was Robert Eaton. Robert Eaton. You know, yeah, that's what it was, wasn't it? Robert Robert Eaton and um Dave Taylor. How can how can we British up 
you know, Southern Bobby Eaton. Call him Robert. Oh, cool. yeah. It's, um, it's like that was stolen from Bobby Heenan, though, when he says Lord Robert of Heenan. I, Lord Brain, so Robert of Heenan. When he's in um, the uh, Royal Albert Hall for the WWF at Royal Albert Hall, he's like, yeah, so he's that, with Gorilla. So that was. Yeah, to... what a cracking show. He goes, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm not Bobby. Fuck, I'm not Bobby. I'm Lord Brain, so Robert of Heenan. That's how you do it. <laughs> uh, so Lord Stephen Regal taking on, fuck, you know, the Belfast Bruiser, Fit Finley. And this is, it's 96 and the mullet is still still alive and kicking here. Bro, it's mad because I've got my my VHS collection is extensive, right? It is fucking crazy. And I've got a couple of British wrestling videos from the late 80s, uh, well, late 70s, early 80s, mid 80s, late 80s coming through. I've got quite a few. And there was like a super show that they did. And Fit Finley was on this super show. And it went at Butlins, was it? It was, where was it? I think it might have been in London somewhere, right? But the mullet was strong then, right? And Fit Finley looks exactly, I mean, there's another British guy, a very famous British guy on this show as well, um, that people in America probably don't really realise how famous he was in the UK. He is a fucking superstar. Absolute superstar. Yeah, and... Well, I mean, we'll, we will get to him. Yeah. Um, this, this, but, this, this mullet, it's it's very much business in the front and party in the back. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, yeah. and, and Fit Finley was a, an absolute superstar in the UK as well, wrestling-wise. Yeah. Um, these two guys would have wrestled on World of Sport. They would have wrestled in the holiday camps. They would have wrestled at the country shows. They would have wrestled they all around the UK. Out, and you can tell here. Beautiful match. And... um. Good. Yeah, so th- this video is like a Mick McManus um, super show and okay. uh, Fit Finley's on it and he looks exactly the same as he did early 80s and this is 96. So the mullet is still hasn't moved. This, let's just, I've got a few words here in my notes like it's brutal, it's stiff as fuck and one of the first words to come out of Lord Stephen Regal's mouth is bloody swine and that's good. Bloody enough. swine. Yeah. It is... It is absolutely, I mean, we are hugely, well, I personally, I'll speak for myself. I am biased when it comes to this match, but I think that if anyone who, who likes a wrestling match, you will see just some fantastic wrestling moves, you know, some 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 great storytelling, you know, some great chain wrestling. It seems just, like this is what they focused on, is storytelling and chain wrestling, and, you know, and we interchange with some serious brawling. I mean, it's... That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, be- someone gets busted open the hard way as well. Beautiful. Um, something that we don't see that often, a rare drop kick from Stephen Regal. And it's it's a beauty. Um, um, we're, we're missing just quickly that Fit Finley, as he was coming to the ring, he gives Jeeves a quick slap around the face when he's coming into the ring. Yeah, he does. And then you've got Dusty calling him Chives. And he, he's like, Chives? He's like, what? And then, and then uh, Bobby goes, "Yeah, what was that when when you when your thighs rub together?" He's like, "No, that's chafes." <laughs> it's just the commentary team just go off on one sometimes. Um, it's it's like like we said, this is a brawl that just takes you back. Beautiful it, match. It goes back in you know, it goes back a few years. It goes back to 
some of those shows you might, might have seen, especially in the UK in the 80s, on ITV in the afternoon. Beautiful, mate. We, and, this, you know, and there is something else that will take you even, you know, take you back even better, like in the next match. But, well, not even in the next match, but later on in the show. But, I mean, yeah, this match is just so good. There's a, there's a hilarious low blow from, like, there's too many low blows on this show anyway. But this one is really funny. Oh, it's amazing. It's done, but it's done what the thing is, right? When you have, this is why, this is, it, I don't know if it's a hot take, but it's my take. You could argue that on the mic, in the ring, Stephen Regal is possibly one of the greatest of all time. I would argue he is for work rate, technical ability on the stick, even the fact that he was so good at comedy and, and, and making people hate him as a heel that people overlooked how good he was for a, for a short time, really how good he was really in the ring. He was, for me, he's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not hundred percent. I couldn't say with certain certainty in my brain that he's the best of all time, but he, he is, yeah, he's excellent. There's no, I, I just no love way. watching him. If, if we're talking about takes and hot takes and Chris's takes and my takes, your takes, I've got to give you, give a quick shout out to Bishop, uh, Terrible Wrestling Takes podcast. You know, I've been listening to his show last, last few weeks. Like there's been you know, a couple of Q and A's, which are really good. Definitely go check them out. I also love the fact that he still shouts out that we are his most listened to podcast, the one that we, we were on. So, you know, thank you very much for that. Boomage, big up Bishop. Oi, what what do you think then, Bishop? Are you is it a terrible wrestling take for me to say that uh Lord Stephen Regal um is one of the greatest of all time? Because me personally, he is one of the greatest of all time. I, I, I don't think he's gonna go, I don't think he's gonna go with it. But <laughs> um yeah, there is Stephen Regal's busted open hard way. Yep. On a punch. Yeah. Um, and this a- is where I think the finish comes. This is why I think it comes. I think they just send them out and finish the match because WCW had a no blood policy. In, uh, they didn't zoom in on it. They didn't no. zoom in on it at all. And I would have thought, I was hoping that they would zoom in on it because I, I think also maybe his eye was bleeding as well. It happened on a nitro as well. Someone else got, I think it might have even been Regal again, but someone else gets busted open and they strict no blood policy on WCW shows on television um, around this time. I think it carried on to be honest for a long time. You, and you've got um, when uh, when Regal does that nut shot, and it is a fucking fantastic nut shot. You've got um, them talking about the Ludimus Glutimus Maximus. Yes. But that, you know, Bobby or, or Tony says Glutimus Maximus, and then you've got Dusty that just says Ludima Maxima. You know. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, it is a poor, it is a poor finish to a really good match. Um, Sir Robert, or I don't know, Sir Robert, Earl it Robert, was, Earl. Huh? He was an Earl, wasn't he, Robert? Earl Robert, and it was um, Sir Dave Taylor or yes. Squire, Squire Dave Taylor, oh, I think. Uh, Earl and Squire come running in for the D three, yeah. and I mean, Dave Taylor did not lay the shots in. I mean, Eaton oh. go for it too, but Taylor's fucking going mad. I love Dave Taylor. I love Dave Taylor. And 
he is, I believe, possibly still working at WWE. I think so. He was unless working there for... Unless he's been let go, like, then we haven't seen it, but... Because um, also, um, Nigel McGuinness uh, was working at WWE for a long time. He possibly still there as well. Nigel is on commentary for NXT UK, I think. That's correct. Yeah, he's still there. You know, so the, these guys, like, honestly, you fucking... I, we, we are biased, yes. But but British wrestling has produced some absolutely fantastic technical wrestling talent. Um, you know, it, it's people like Dave Taylor and people like Nigel McGuinness. If, you, if, if anyone... Yeah, in America, female money in the bank winner from last night. Yes, well, um, you know, hell, if this this isn't going out tonight. This isn't going out. It's Monday. It's not going out. So look, you know, Nikki Cross wins the money in the bank, the female money in the bank ladder match. She is now Miss Money in the Bank, and British wrestling. British wrestling, bro. We have we've produced because we do have that history of wrestling in this country it's not just you know we're following the yanks like a lot of stuff that is is been brought into the american style wrestling comes from the british entertainment but yet still very technical style um you know and people like nigel mcginnis i mean we when we spoke to chris hamrick uh we we when we did the interview which you can find on chat grapple and cheap pots podcast on youtube and wherever you find your podcasts um we were speaking to him about one pro one pro w uh one pw and a lot of them shows just had some absolutely fa fantastic people i mean we've actually got in the pipeline we're not going to tell you who but we have some absolute fucking cracking stuff lined up we really do Real um, we've been working lots behind the scenes to get some really interesting guests um, so everyday guests, not your everyday guests, no. Um, and like I say, with the, the, the with the one PW, not talking about Nigel McGuinness and these people in British wrestling. I mean, he went to TNA for a little while, but Nigel McGuinness, I mean, there's a really good documentary about him as well, you know, because yeah. he yeah. he should have been fucking world renowned, really. You know, it did what he could do in the ring, and he was on these one pro W shows, and he was against uh. He had a match against someone who was really hated, the Scottish guy. Uh, Rado? No, no, it was from Baggy of Look, you got to love Rado. Um, but yeah, it, it was just just fantastic stuff. And when I watched those, because it, it was um, Doug Williams and Nigel McGuinness against the two Japanese guys for the IWGP titles on the 1PW and that. Like, fucking, that's it, that's it, Doncaster, bro. You know, a real cracking match. You know, these guys. You know, Nigel McGuinness and Doug Williams is another British talent. Well, um, the other thing, I, you know, from this is, you know, we're not talking that long ago, it's a little while, but, you know, back when Doncaster and places like that up, you know, which we would consider up north. Yeah. In the UK had hell of a, hell of a wrestling sort of talent pool, like area, like of wrestling, like quality. Absolutely. Well, you look at these one PW shows, they were absolutely ram jam with talent. You had like Jerry Lynn, you had the Blue Meanie, you had Doug Williams, you know, you had Japanese stars, you had Nigel McGuinness, you had uh Colt Cabana, you know, in uh Team Shag with uh the the Pucker one. You know, you you had like you know, it was literally 
it was full of stars, you know. It was what was and, it, Team Shag? Where the, where are the slags? Yeah, Team Shag, where are the slags? You know, it was it was just you know, <laughs> you know, we, I love that shit, you know. And this is like late night, you know, 99, 2000, 2001, whatever. So we're talking a little while ago now, but you know, you still watch the, those shows and they were just absolutely cracking, you know. People like you know, the 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 the, the light, uh, what is it that you know, the what you what you would call the cruiserweights a lot of great stuff you know you got spud when he was fucking tiny you know well he wasn't even a rock star was he no he wasn't even a rock star he was just spud you know and he was just some little punk looking guy with like a like a a, an oasis haircut very pretty lots of spike dudley vibes yeah man it was you know and and look at him now you know didn't he do well you know um Back on course here. At so anyway, British wrestling, we fucking love it. This match is on prime time American pay-per-view, WCW, 1996, showcasing what British wrestling can do. And it's fucking, please, guys, if you're American, look back and try and find some of this stuff, the 1PW stuff on YouTube. Try and find some old British wrestling where you can watch this kind of stuff, where you can watch... Uh, fit Finley in the in the late 80s, you know, where you can watch Stephen Regal when they were coming up in the business, you know, watch those matches, great stuff. Mean Gene is with Jimmy Hart and the Giant, um, the gist of it, because this isn't, you know, the Giant's still not quite with his promos yet. Uh, he's no. going to smoke Loch Ness like bacon on a griddle. Yeah, he said, I could come out and say a little riddle, I'm going to smoke you like bacon on the griddle. Yeah. And it's like, uh, fuck, man, you're not, you're not like he's trying to be John Cena and shit. Like, he see, he also says that Ric Flair's next because inexplicably, inexplicably, that's tough for me to say. Um, <laughs> the uh, match between the Giant and Loch Ness is a number one contenders match. That's how close we were to having, you know, Loch Ness in a title match. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man, because. That title match, so it's the number one contenders match, and the title match is going to be the following night on Nitro. So the the champion at this time is the Nature Boy, who will and, be in the main event, and he's in the main event of this fucking shit show. Um, so it's just very weird the way it's set out because you had Loch Ness, who was supposed to be, it was supposed to be Lex Luger. I think yes, Luger, Luger was it was meant to be Luger was meant to be in the tag title. Not That's right. Yes. Match. Yes. Oh man, there's so much to go from on this, isn't there? Like Loch yeah. Ness was meant to be in the main event. Loch Ness was pulled from the main event. Luger was put in. They're not going to tag Loch Ness with Sting. He, in another way, is going to take on the giant. I just want this. And it was Jimmy Hart. That little fucking weasel, Jimmy yeah. Hart. It's after a hotline plug. Yes. Hot with uh, Mean Gene. And it's, oh, it's a shock of a promo, isn't it? it? It's, they disrespected Giant Haystacks. This is Lo Loch Ness, a.k.a. Giant Haystacks, is an absolute legend of British wrestling. He is... I, I, I can't... Who would you say he's equal to in American terms? I mean, you got, 
You know, he was fucking bigger he, than the number. He was the number one. He was the number one. Well, he was yes, I said joint number one star. So he, he would be he, like Randy Savage and Hogan. Kind of. I mean, in those terms, probably like if you were really like looking to just get the trying to get someone to understand it like as casual as can be. Yeah. It'd be yeah, you're Savage and Hogan or you know. I mean, you couldn't say Hogan Pipe or something like that, but you know, Big, Daddy, was, Big Daddy played Hogan. Let's be honest. That's right. Yeah, it, it was. Big, you had biggest yeah. his biggest feud. You know, it was never-ending feud with Giant Haystacks, aka Loch Ness. It was Big Daddy yeah. and Big, and Giant Haystacks. I think you had AKA. some old ladies in the front row of some of those matches to go and fight forever. Mate, honestly, yeah, forever, forever. You know, <laughs> it literally like. You know, Loch Ness, aka Giant Haystacks, is is like it, it was easily it was the the top draw for about twenty years. Um, let's let's move on to this next match because it is. Uh... They disrespected him, bro. I'm not having it, bro. I saw Giant <laughs> Haystacks live plenty of times when I was a kid, and when you're a kid and you see like Big Daddy and you see like giant haystacks these guys are like mountains bro like you got like i'm nearly 40 years old i remember seeing them 150 pounds or something oh my god yeah 600 when you've got yokozuna who's billed at 500 pounds and then they're saying he's 700 pounds yeah like i've got that written down here it's like 700 pounds my ass yeah you know uh, yeah, let's let's move on because next up it's Colonel Rob Parker against Medusa in an agenda thing. Um, and Dusty Rhodes loses it because they lock up. Absolutely loses it. Yeah, they're locking up! You know, it was like... <laughs> he's, and he's letting... What did he say? And he's letting her go! He's letting her go! Like, it was yeah, just... Yeah, because he, he, he broke cleanly. He broke clean, yeah. It's like they're losing their shit. Dust, like... Dusty's amazed in this match. Like, there's no, so good. no other way to look at it because it's not it's not a long match. It's just a short... It's a throwaway. Um, Colonel Rob gets reduced roughly, um, in an airplane spin and the, the commentary so good. in their minds. Um, and he also... He, no, no... She then turns that into a sunset flip and she hits him with a body slam. You know, is Colonel Rob wearing padding in the front? Is he wearing what? Padding. Like, is he wearing something to make him look a bit more portly? In in the belly? Yeah. Uh, possibly. I did I, think that. I think it looks like he's wearing some sort of prosthetic gut. Yeah, maybe because maybe because he wanted to have that look of that, you know, the southern. I love it where he gets his his his, his hanky out as well. Yeah. Like he's just fucking this this match. I've just got written down here like pure silliness. It is but quite fun comedy. It's you know it's comedy with a bit of bit of impressive sort of stuff from Medusa. Um, I really enjoyed this match. I, it wasn't long, but it was. Yeah. She they. I mean, she did botch a dive, but that's we'll, we'll move past it because she hits him with a German suplex, which is really good. Uh, it's broken up by Dick Slater, and then Rob Parker just sort of rolls onto her and gets the win. Yeah. His sandbags are a little bit on the fucking belly to back. <laughs> but he does pop he nice for her on the suplex. Extra weird bit of timber, like, in the front, which... Yeah. I don't know, like, it just didn't look right. 
No, it was weird. I think he did have a prosthetic belly. Um, Tony the Tiger slash Lee Marshall is uh, in the back. Uh, God rest his soul. With the Road Warriors. Uh, they call themselves the Chicago Big Bullies. Yeah, and they're talking about fucking... Brain you know, Brain stems and medulla oblongata and all that. And... Um, Something tells me that this promo was brought to you by their preferred sponsor of choice. <laughs> yeah, um, we won't Colombian we won't, Peruvian yeah. fish scale. We won't, yeah, we won't hit that just yet because that stuff actually comes out, I think, in the main event. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody will beat them in a Chicago street for yada yada yada. It's it's, a, it's, it's so like, it's old, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's it's an old promo in '96, and I mean, it's, it, this is where the show starts to lose its luster. It goes right downhill. Um, there is a plug for Slambury and Lethal Lottery. Yeah, you know, that was always everybody's. From what I've heard, every wrestler's favourite night of the year was Lethal Lottery because they never actually knew who they were tagging up with. It was genuinely a lottery, and they would team up with the person they were like brought out with, and they would call it on the fly. And think, what the fuck are we doing? Um, that's fucking. That's one way to fuck up a show, though, isn't it? Oh yeah. Um, Why would you not script it? <laughs> Fuck's sake! It's it. They build it as an I quit match, but only. But they they've really got it wrong because basically, if DDP loses this match, he's leaving WCW or leaving wrestling. I mean, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so it's not an I quit match. It's just it's DDP against. Yeah. I have to do it, don't I? Yeah. Um, the man of a thousand gimmicks. Uh, I think this is gimmick number seven hundred one. Uh, the booty man, Ed Leslie slash Bruce Beefcake slash. Uh, what was that? The man from the year. Zodiac. Uh, yeah, the Zodiac. Um, slash the butcher. Slash disciple. Slash, fucking Elmo. I don't know. I fucking hated this gimmick. I hated. His fucking dance. I hated it with a passion. Um, I hated it. I'm sorry. One of the highlights of the match, because this match is so bad, I almost fell asleep. That's one of them, one of the points. But one of the highlights of the match is DDP calls him a fan of Fat Pig. Yeah, he did it, he did it quite a bit as well. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Um, I have literally no notes on this because it fucking sucked. Oh, it was fucking dog shit. Um... Kimberly turns I've up at some down, point. I've written down Zs or Zs if you want to call them in America. I've written down four Zs in a row because I got so tired. Um, and then Kimberly arrives at ringside, yeah, to cheer on the booty man. And they actually they mention because the the initial feud that DDP was involved with with um, Kimberly was to do with. Uh, excuse me, that's me posh pop is coming up. Um, with Johnny B. Bad, and he fucked off to WWF. Well, they they spin it and say he didn't want to be where the big boys play. Like. I've got that. That's right. He couldn't handle where the big boys play. But at this time as well, Pillman had fucked off as well around this time. Yeah. Well, they yeah they seem to they ask about where Pillman is. Yeah. Uh, late in before the main event, but 
because yeah, they talk about Johnny B. Bad. He, he couldn't hang where the big boys play. And Mark Mero went to WWF, and he was one of the first guaranteed contracts. So yeah, I think he did all right. Yeah, he done all right, mate. Yeah, yeah but, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, he, the old uh, he looked like little Richard. Kimberly, yeah, Kimberly makes her way either Diamond Doll or whatever you call her at this. No, the booty, the booty babe. Fucking hell, man. She was the booty babe here. Yeah, she's um, Bobby's asking if she's wearing a feather duster. Yeah, it's a very weird skirt thing. She is, yeah. Um, at one point, DDP just falls to the ground for no reason. Um, I'm begging for it to end at this point. This was, this was nowhere near the caliber of the matches that DDP was having with Johnny B. Bad. Oh man, the ones with Johnny B. Bad were good. They were, you know, they kept you going. They kept you guessing. Like this is. Yeah. This is like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, We're blaming the booty man. Yeah, of course we are. Um, he was he, the spy he, for Hogan. He was the spy for Hogan in the uh, Dungeon of Doom. Yeah, I mean, oh, DDP plants a kiss on his wife um, and she slaps him. Well, not, yeah, they not acknowledge that she's his wife, sorry. I, yeah. I just put the like, yeah, DDP plants a kiss on Kimberly and it's his wife, so like, sure. Yeah. She slaps him. Uh, <sighs> Do I have to pull the finisher out? He calls it the high knee. The high knee, yeah. Get it? Yeah. Fuck yeah. off, man. <laughs> I know, man. Trust me. And, and DDP is banished from wrestling because he loses to the booty man. Um, so he gets banished from wrestling. I'm hoping he did okay because not much is mentioned of him after that, I think. Am I right? Mm. Maybe he started a yoga studio. Yeah, uh, Maybe. And then, yeah, the booty man plants a kiss on Kimberly, and I'm like, you know, man, DDP should have launched one over and punched his lights out. Do you know what I mean? That's his gal, you get me? Yeah, no, one, no one told you to do that. Do the dance. <laughs> do the dance for your gal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Um, mean Gene is with Jimmy Hart, Alex. We see how quickly you skipped away from the booty man. Oh, fucking um, A. Uh, Jimmy and Luger are actually going to part ways after this match, uh, the main event. Um, Gene suggests that Luger is bailed on Sting um, in, in Sting's match later on with the Road Warriors. Um, and Luger's saying he's, he's sort of watching out for this thing. It's a shit promo. It's terrible. It's like no one, no one could be bothered. The best part of the promo was Lex Luger, the Lex Luger jacket. Oh, yes, the one that Jimmy gives to him. It's really, yeah. really cool jacket, to be honest. Fucking sick, mate. Yeah. Um, next up is our number one contenders match for the evening. Uh, and it is Loch Ness, 700 pounds um, against the Giant, who's with Jimmy Hart. Couple of early Hurricane Ranas from Loch Ness. Um, sweet <laughs> suicide dives, yeah. And then um, <laughs> I tried. I tried to do it. Um, no, it's uh, the giant does take a really sick bump in the corner. A fucking sick bump to the outside, dude. Really good. And yeah, the giant is the one doing pretty much all the bumping here because Loch Ness is huge. He's he's big, but he's not seven hundred pounds, but he is big. Um, and he's old here as well, man. I mean, Giant Haystacks was probably. Got to be in his mid fifties, isn't he? Yeah, you got to wonder if he's not in his mid fifties at this point, or even close to it. Like, but I'm, you know what? I'm gonna have to fucking quickly Google that because I want to know how old he was at this point. 
Um, he does he does manage to hit a massive elbow on uh, on the giant, but then goes to do it again, and this is uh, it's sort of like lost his momentum, and we get a a kick and a leg drop, a boot and a leg drop for the giant, and he wins it. And I remember, if I remember correctly, the the observer gave it five stars. Yeah, so he was, <laughs> of course he did. So he was born in 1946. And this is 1996. So he was 50 years old. Oh, okay. 50 is, you know. He died two years after this. That's the, yeah, that's the, so it's like, So he died the age 52. Um, He's from Camberwell in London. He was Campbell. born. So. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, a shame, man. He died two years after this, after being disrespected in WCW. Well, at least he could sit in a five-star match like this. Yeah, it was terrible, bro. This match was... was I, 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 to be honest, I think the only reason they, they pinned him after the leg drop was because he couldn't get out. That's true. <laughs> probably, probably right. Um, uh, Lee Marshall, again, is with Sting and Booker T this time. This is where it takes a little bit of a distasteful side. I agree. I didn't like this promo at all. I thought it was slightly racist and generic. A man, a man of mixed race like myself, you know, I tend to let a lot of things I hear like this on. Like I let it all slide, you know, because you know, white too, you know, like. The thing is, though. Both, right? Yeah, no, but you know what I mean. We we're fucking, you know, we understand that you know. Even now is 2021. I mean, let's not talk about the Euros too much, but you know, racism is still fucking rife. You know, it's England ha- does have this kind of seedy underbelly of racism that is kind of just there bubbling and it comes to the surface every now and again. But like you say, you you know, we do let some stuff go when you think, uh, you know, that was a bit distasteful or a bit thingy. But this was just really like yeah. weird. Stereotype. A scripted promo, likely a scripted promo for Booker T, where it's yeah. he's from the hood. He's an OG from the hood. Yep. Gonna be owned like a neck bone. Yep. And ain't no thing, thing but a fucking chicken, chicken wing. wing yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah. And I, I'd, like, I'd love to know who had the fucking brains to script that. It, it sounds like Vince probably fucking yeah well that's yeah it's not it's not a vince one um <laughs> you know like talking about john cena that infamous moment uh with vince mcmahon and uh john cena you know i mean and booker t was involved in that as well weren't he surely this has got to be at least exhibit b or c in the lawsuit of racial discrimination in wcw <laughs> yeah yeah it was terrible like i've just got down here just awful writing uh, generic black stereotypical sayings. Um, who wrote this shit? Exactly. Basically, that's where we went with it. Um, yeah, I think it's probably best we just move on from it and get. To yeah, it was fucking that. awful. I mean, the street we've got, we've got so much fucking of this street fight. It's unreal. Um, this is Road Warriors against Sting and Booker T. It's a Chicago street fight. They go after each other in the aisle. He, you know, we got Donnybrook, baby. Um, and then we get to my personal favourite thing of the evening, the double screen. The fucking double screen. 
I, I knew you'd love this. I've got I've got this written down. Yeah, um, I've got uh, Jordan's these, favorite double screen action. These things, these double screens and shit, should come up with a warning saying this is going to be shit. Like it's just imagine like trying to watch that in standard definition in the nineties. Fucking. Um, yeah, I mean, I get over it though. Um, this this match was just, oh, it it just best. it was fucking bollocks, bro. It was just too long. It was just oh, we've tried to be positive for most of this show, but this just when I was watching this, I was just like, yeah, can we just stop this now, please? <laughs> can we just just I've had enough now. LOD, sorry, LOD, Road Warriors, they look past it here and it's 1996. Like, mm-hmm. we've still got to get, they still get into the attitude area somehow. You know, and they make it, in, they make it through that. We get LOD 2000, all that shit. Like, it's bad. Yes, yeah, bad. The fact that Hawk isn't selling a fucking thing is just pissing me off. It's, and it's not just normal moves he's not selling, it's career ender moves. Yeah, but it's the, com- it's the commentary. Strange. It's very strange to see on its polar opposites because in one in one in the same sequence in this match, Animal sells a Harlem sidekick, you know, really well, whilst Hawk on the other side, you know, no sells the driver. Like, yeah, fuck off. He's no selling pole drivers on the outside. On on the on the floor. He sold the punches he got from two cold Scorpio on that bus, so didn't he? Oh shit, son. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, because there were there again, there was talk that racism was involved there, isn't it, as well? Yeah, I, I it's not something we know for sure. So hundred percent. Yeah. So we won't say shit. Um I gotta say, fair play to Adolf Khan to make uh, Booker T look like an equal player in this match because he is the lesser star at this time of the four participants. I think he did well, yeah. He did really well. Booker T looked like a star here. This is not why it took them to ninety two thousand, wasn't it? They put the belt on him eventually. It's four. Like they, I think they fucked about and lost a fair bit of time with him. Um. We get a really lousy crotch drop from Animal. It's like he uh, just bounces onto the. It just looked sad and old. <laughs> like, I just didn't know what to didn't know what to make of it. We got half a spinner, Rooney. Yeah. Um, a whole a whole lot more nut shots. Um, at one point, again, like this is just watching too closely, trying to pick something out of it. I think Sting stiffs Hawk. I think he stiffs him on at least one punch or one forearm or elbow because Hawk actually has to sell something. Yeah. I think that's probably why Sting did it because he's just no selling all the time. I mean, he no sells at least, to my knowledge, at least two pole drivers. And he doesn't just like a whole lot of Booker T punches and kicks. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. No selling, it's terrible. And uh, yeah, at one point it looks like Hawk is either blown up or 
knocked. And it wouldn't surprise me if someone just gave him a, a, a potato, just saying, look, you're in a fuck, you're in this match, mate. Yeah, that it's a fucking it. street fight, you know. Yeah. Oh, the slow motion. Probably, probably, sorry, but probably pissed off again that ultimately they weren't going over. Maybe. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, it's it's a screwy finish to like you know no end, but it yeah. It, someone hit the slow motion button because the match feels like it's gone on for at least 10 minutes too long. At least, probably, yeah. It was yeah. fucking... You get a full spin of Rooney from Booker T. Uh, another nice... The Harlem sidekick is a beautiful move anyway. The match, the structure to the match is fucking shocking. There's nothing to it. Um, at this point, Hawk slash John Wayne slash Chuck Norris is annoying me. And I'm considering skipping it over. Like I've not skipped many matches in our time talking about shows. I think I might have skipped one because it was just boring as sin. But at this point, Hawk's no selling is just annoying me. Mm-hmm. And um, Booker T then walks out. I'm doing the quotations because he walks out of the match and Animal follows him, and it's a trap. It's yeah. sort of a trap, but not really, because he accidentally bumps Luger and Luger beats the shit out of him. Well, it, it's it, because it's again, it plays into this weird storyline of you had so uh, Sting and Lex Luger are the champions. Yeah, they're the tag champions. Uh, they won it from Harlem Heat. Did they? I think Harlem Heat were the champions. Possibly, or might yeah, because they, they were former four time champions, so they, they had the belts, they lost them, and then LOD came in and they wanted to be part of the title picture on your roster, but you're putting Rogue Warriors in this spot, yeah. Um, you know, so you've got that thing. So, whoever wins this match is in the number one contenders for the title shot. So, if 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 oh so yeah yeah no I get you yeah right, so, so if if I was lost for a second yeah so if the Road Warriors win they get a title shot against Luger and Sting and if Sting and Booker T win then Harlem Heat get their title shot so yeah so Booker T oh you're just thinking about this fucking match so uh. Yeah, so Booker T goes out the back. He's wandering off. Uh, he's had enough. But like you say, it was a trap. Animal follows him. Um, Animal ends up bumping Luger, who's out the back. Luger starts laying into him. And then who else turns up? Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray. Oh, yeah, Stevie Ray gets stuck in to join the beatdown of uh, Animal. They cuff him or tape him up to yep. piping or something in the middle of the room. Like yeah. Um, and then Stevie Ray also makes it down to the ring to wipe out um, Hawk. Hawk. Yeah, Hawk with a chair. Yeah. And Booker T and Sting win it. It's awful. It's hideous. It's disgusting. It's way too long. I mean, fair play to anyone who's going to go back and watch that after listening to us talk about it. But yeah, better people than we are. I've never watched <laughs> it again. Well, to be honest, it's, it's worth watching even just to, to see Sting stiffing Hawk and yeah, the terrible no-selling, you but know. Here it is. It took three people to beat Hawk. Yeah. Like, why is he? Why does he get that Hulk Hogan role? Why is he 
you know, John Cena. Why is he fucking Superman? Like, maybe that's who um, Kenny Omega's trying to model himself on. Oh, the oh, unbeatable. Oh, don't get me started on him. I know. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rules are explained for the cage match. Fuck. Here we go, baby. It's the big one. It is the so, main event. It's you know. This the is sorry. This is so hell in the cell. The first Hell in the Cell was Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. What year was that? 96? 97? So this was pre-Hell in the Cell? It was pre-Hell in the Cell. You're right. But this is something... This is what... This is what Hell in the Cell threw up, you know? Like... Yeah. Hell in a Cell got sick, you know, or someone with a real like, like mental capacity of like a, you know, radiator, or some sort of inanimate object came up with Hell in a Cell. This is what it would look like. Well, I mean, because WCW in the early nineties, where they had the Chamber of Horrors, that Chamber of Horrors cage actually looked like Hell in a Cell. I would have preferred if they'd have used Chamber of Horrors in this match. Wow. Wow! Yeah, in the middle of the fucking ring. Yeah, man, this. I mean, this is, and you have to, you have to excuse us because it's, it's just as ridiculous to us as it will be to you when we explain it. This is the Doomsday Cage. It is three tiers or, you know, three layers of cake. I don't fucking know. Um, it's eight versus two. Yeah. But not just any two. No. The mega powers, baby. The mega powers. Um, Michael Buffer is here. He, I'm not even sure if he knew the rules. He just, he's here to get his check. Like, yeah, that's it, man. He just wants to get his check and just do his, let's get ready to rumble. Here we go, because here it is. It's um, the Doomsday Cage, eight versus two. It's Ric Flair, our world champion, mind you, our world champion. Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Kevin Sullivan, Lex Luger, Ming, Barbarian. Z Gangster, yeah, and the ultimate solution. It had to change his name, correct? Because some genius in WCW's office called him the final solution. And if you, don't, if you don't know what the final solution is, look it up. I don't want to explain it. Um, Ark Tung, baby, Ark Tung. Yes, um, uh, it's a <sighs> it's, ultimate solution. Is the but the ultimate solution actually? We talk about him in a little bit because he's uh, absolutely he wins, he wins something. Uh, they also accompanied by a woman, uh, Miss Elizabeth or Liz or uh, Jimmy Hart. They're taking yeah. on the mega powers of Hogan and Macho Man. Oh, and they start in the top part of the cage. See, Chris is yawning again because I am. I'm sorry. It's, I'm just remembering watching this. They start in the top cage, the third layer, third part of the cage, the top bit. And it is uh, going to be Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, the Taskmaster. Is it Taskmaster and Lex Luger? No, no, because yeah. they were on the no, bottom Rick bit. Arn, sorry, just Rick and Arn. Just Rick and Arn on the top. So you've got your fucking, you've got your world champion at the top, and you've got Arn Anderson, the enforcer, against Randy, uh, Randall, and, um, you know, Terrence. Yeah. I'll say this now, if you are going to go and watch this just for kicks um, in this eight versus two masterpiece wonder of a match, the lighting shit. Bro, I've got that written down. To me, 
that's what made it probably the worst thing ever. At least if you could see what's going on, I'm surprised. Got the two at the bottom of the cage. Yeah, how how could the well how how could the crowd see what was going on? I I would be pissed if I paid to watch this. Yeah, even me watching it, you know, even us watching it, we couldn't see what the fuck was going on. It's like a nineties disco. Considering demanding a few pennies back from the WWE for my network subscription. Yeah, man, couldn't see shit. Um. Oh, and here we go because. The mega powers have brought a bit of beak with them. They've brought a bit of beak with them. They're on the packet. They're on the packet. <laughs> I mean, and I'm. A, why didn't we get a promo from them? No, no. We knew no, no. that in their pocket. The, the promo would have been wild. That's right. They have a bit of mysterious powder. I'm pretty sure it's not salt um, to throw uh, in the eyes of. I think it's Rick. And um, and they don't have to pin them to leave this cage. They just go through a trapdoor. Yeah, the old um, Colombian marching powder comes out, um, thrown in faces. You don't have to pin anyone to get to the next part of the next cage or anything. It's just, oh, we're going to leave now. Like, what's the fucking point? Um, this pit, this part of the cage has Kevin Sullivan, Lex Luger, Ming, and Barbarian in. And this part of the cage has a door as well in in like in the middle. So you to go out go. on like some little balcony thing. No, no, no inside the cage. In oh the- yeah, it was sorry, it was cordoned off. Yeah, so you've got one half had Meng and Barbarian in it, and the other half, yeah, had uh, Sullivan and Luger, yeah. So at this point, Hogan decides just decides to lock Meng and Barbarian out. He just locks them out. That's it, done. They're out of the match. I just oh, couldn't quite—I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like it's just, but they get out of this cage. The lighting's still shit. Um, Hogan takes Kevin Sullivan to the main ring because this ring was at the back of the entrance. Where I should have mentioned this beforehand. This cage was not part of the main ring in the you know in the arena. It's just a little bit further back. It's where the entrance was. Yeah. Um. And yeah, uh, Hogan takes Kevin Sullivan to that main ring. He starts bashing him there. Um, at this point, Hogan is deciding to channel his inner hawk and not sell a damn thing. This is. This I, is I don't know. Did they? Did they like ask Hogan, "Oh, will you sell this for me?" And he was like, "That doesn't work for me, brother." Of course he did. This is prime wrestle crap. This is like your prime wrestle crap. This this match. This whole event, really. But again. We, we we give our opinions. Please go back and watch it. If you think Get these out. must be chatting shit, fucking, you know, go and watch it. We dare you. to be believed on some of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hogan stops selling. I, I have written here, written here I, I'd be embarrassed if I booked this and was watching it live. I'd be like, no, I've really fucked up. I should just quit. Um, fucking double screen it again. Couldn't believe my luck. You love it. You love it, mate. You was in. It's like I'm watching World War Three all over again. Get um, flashbacks. Yeah, I do. I get flashbacks from shit like this. Um, yes. <laughs> and at this point, it's more like just a random tag team match between the Mega Powers and Kevin Sullivan and Lex Luger, which yeah. I'm pretty sure no one would pay to see. No one needs to see that. But <laughs> never mind, because here comes the ultimate solution. Don't call him final. 
and uh, Z Gangster, otherwise known as Zeus, otherwise known as Debo. I've got, uh, I've got a little something for you. I've got a little something for you. So, oh, smells bad. No holds barred with Z Gangster, aka Tiny Zeus, the late great Tiny Lister. Yeah, uh, I'll bust your ass like Craig did, knock your fucking ass straight. Um, so also a, a, an RIP for um, Mr. Lister. Um, as you can see, this is the VHS of No Holds Barred, so you've got. Zeus there because they have this face down in the middle of the ring and they're like we've seen this before you got Dusty we've seen this face down before <laughs> it's like we yes we saw, the, we saw this stare down in Noah's bar we also saw it at SummerSlam 89 yeah like right like, that was seven years before this 96 bruv yeah you yeah, know what yeah. I mean Z Gangster just like, was anyone clamoring for a rematch like were people in 89 or 90 or even 92 going, oh, I wish I wish you'd have a rematch with Zeus. Hmm. I really I do. Heard if it was actually Debo that turned up. That's my back, punk! I, I would have preferred if it Debo turned up. I want to spend Rare's money. Yeah, I want to drink Rare's money. <laughs> what up, Craig? <laughs> what up, Smokey? <laughs> I've got to think about this is that, you know, Sorry, I won't. I'm, I'm going to stop again because we're going to get on to uh, the ultimate solution. Uh, Jeep Swenson, is it? Otherwise, uh, uh, yeah, Swenson, yeah. He played, um, he played Bane in one of the Batman films. He did, yeah. Um, not the most recent because uh, poor Jeep has passed away. But he, yeah, he has got what I, a friend once uh, told me because there's different, different types of physiques in this world and I used to work in a court and stuff like that, you know, like a, like back in the day, long time ago. He's what he's got what people call prison physique. <laughs> like he'd done a five to ten stretch. That's right. Worked out the whole fucking time. Literally, just been pushing them weights. That's fine. He's his fucking hench. Um, yeah, he is our beyond obvious winner of the Ico Pro Award. Ta-da! You know, it's not. <sighs> And yeah, like I said, he's since passed away, but fuck, he's got this guy's massive. He it looked like he could have picked Hogan up and just launched him into the crowd whenever he fucking felt like it. I mean, he he, uh, he died at just the, the tender age of 40. Yeah, it's uh, but at this point as well, you realize that the fans are still into this, the live crowd are enjoying what they're seeing. Tupelo must be starved of good wrestling. Oh, they it must be, man. Or maybe they just, you know. I don't know, but it's. It, I mean, I'm glad they're enjoying it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm glad they enjoy. It. They they paid their money. They got to see that match in really shit light, and maybe they didn't know what was going on. Um, but we are in technically what is called Cage One. There was a ring at the bottom of this cage. Um, Arn Anderson and Ric Flair returned. Uh, to uh, to help out uh, Ultimate and Z, as we'll call them. It's Debo, bruv. It, Friday came out like 1994, 95. Fucking tag team. Yeah, man. It's fucking Debo, bruv. You know? Debo it, and Bane would have been a much better name for that tag team than. 100%. He should have come in as Debo on the, on the fucking chopper. You know and, what I mean? 
And then for some reason, Savage spills his booger sugar in the his corner. <laughs> yeah, he just like he spilled his mysterious powder in the corner. Like, I don't know what was going on there. But it's weird. Yeah. He did a little pick me up. You know, if you thought we were getting upset and getting annoyed when we had a really boring Ed Leslie slash Booty Man match to go through. The fun didn't stop. If you thought that, you know, that was in one one sighting of him was enough, you were wrong. Because we get another moment of stooginess from Ed Leslie, who brings frying pans into the, into the match so that Hogan and Savage can use said frying pans and make this match just that much better. Fucking frying pans. You know what I mean? I mean, I can understand if it was a fucking skillet. A cast iron skillet, but no, he brings a frying pan with plastic fucking handles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cunt. <laughs> you fucking I got I got iron chic shouting fucking bullshit in my head at the minute. Yeah, mate, you know. <laughs> Fuck. You know. And even the ending is botched majorly. Um Lex Luger puts on this glove, this spot almost like a Michael Jackson glove, but without yeah. a Um they try and spin it. Oh, it's a weighted glove. It's not. It's just a just a, just a gym glove. Like a latex glove. Yeah. It's like Yeah, it's just a gym glove, man. It's like it's a weightlifting glove. One of his whacking off gloves, I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, Luger faints a punch. That's how I'm calling it. It's a faint because he doesn't throw the punch straight away. Savage ducks. And then Luger has to throw another punch to actually clock Ric Flair. Yeah, and he grabs his hair so he knows who he's got hold of. That's what it just looked so contrived. It was and fucking terrible. It's just... And then Hogan and Savage look like they're going to just walk out the cage because they've forgotten to pin someone. That's right. It's my... That's right. Because they're like, yeah, they're going to just walk out the cage. And then he's like, oh, shit, yeah, we've got to fucking pin someone. Savage jumps in quick as a flash, pins the world champion. Of yeah. eight people on that team, yeah, the world champion does the fucking job. I can't yeah. believe it. Like eight people, yeah, and one of them's fucking. One of them's Kevin Sullivan. Yes, I was going to say one of them's the taskmaster. Just job Jeez. him out. Like why? Why has Flair got to take the pin? Book a man, isn't it? I would be pissed if I was Flair. I'd be like, can't someone else do it? Like seriously, you've got seven other guys. Even Arn should have put his hand up. I was going to say, even even on, you know, but you've got to protect your yeah. champion. But exactly, see, this is why we do this. We work, you know, we're, you know, we're only a couple of miles apart here, like literally, you know, houses wise. Yeah. And we're thinking along the same thing protect your fucking champion. We haven't spoken about this. No, not at all. That, but we said it at the same fucking time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I know, I know you're not going to job out. Um, Jeep, Bane, whatever uh, solution or the gangster. I'm guessing they probably had more plans for him, but <laughs> it didn't work that way. But you, you've jobbed your champion out. So it was, I mean, I'm pretty sure he drops the title to the Giant the next night. I believe, yeah, because the champion, the Giant was saying that's his title. Um, because he did have the championship and he got screwed out of he it. He had to because he had no credibility after this. Yeah. Like, Oh, and I, I don't know, they, they, the booth 
do their best. They plug Nitro, and we get we get the credits, and that is that's the show. And we'll end it with that they in a match with eight people on one team, they job the champion out, the world champion. Yeah. I think I think someone like Eric Bischoff or whoever else was booking it, it might have been Kevin Sullivan at the time. Yeah. Has some answers. You know, we should have some answers for someone on this. I beg the next bunch of people to interview Eric Bischoff, because a few of you have already. Ask him why the fuck Rick Flair chopped out in this match. Yeah. And not just, you know, how did you get into wrestling? You know, like, we all know how it was. He was selling meat in Minneapolis, fucking hell. <laughs> Ask him the real questions. Like, who the fuck booked fucking um, Uncensored 1996? Yeah. And why the fuck was it Ric Flair that ended up doing the job when you got Kevin Sullivan, real Zeke Gangster, and the final solution on your fucking pay-per-view? God damn it. I don't know who called him the final solution to begin with. God, do you reckon? <laughs> Just, did nobody, can... like, was there no sort of research and development on this? Like, I can just hear Cartman saying it. But, man, I was just about to do a final solution. <laughs> I just, I can just hear Cartman just when you say it. Like, who the fuck? You know, someone surely must have looked at that and go, you can't call him that. Like, surely someone would have said, whoa, 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 whoa. Someone could have put their hand up and go, hang on, fellas. Yeah. Wait a minute. I don't want to piss on your wheat a bit here, boys, but um, you can't fucking call him that. <laughs> Fuck. Like, yeah, what a, what, a, what a show. Like, and again, if you don't believe us, Please, if you've got the network, if you've got Peacock, which I heard was giving a lot of uh, Americans some jip last night, um, didn't have a problem here in the UK. Just saying. Like, uh, yeah. You know. um, have they actually put back the um, Broken Skull session with Kevin they Nash put, they now? Put on, they put it on the um, on the network on Sunday. They put it back on there because. On there they, so what they, did they cut out of it? I don't know if they cut anything. I just know that they they. They've shifted it around. They've shifted a couple of things around. They, um, what was it? There's, there's a couple of things like the Nexus, uh, the that documentary. They pushed back the Luger Icons documentary, which showed like a lot of people looking forward to. Yeah. Um, I think the honest answer on it is that they want better a better lead in, like a pay per view or something, and. I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a it's a bit wishy washy in it, but you know that's just the way it is. I'm I'm glad they, they put they, the, they can do what they want. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they put the Kevin Nash um, Broken Skull session back on there because I saw it on there and I was at work and I was going to watch. It. I thought, no, I will tell you what, I'll, I'll watch that later. It's, Literally it's, within it's hours, there. it was you fucking check, gone. You can check it out like tonight if you want. It's, uh, yeah, I'll probably bang it on work tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to try and get a get a little listen on that because uh, Kevin Nash is there. He's great to listen to. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, he, he, you know, you can say what you want about um about Oz, but you know, he uh, welcome to Oz. Yeah, welcome to Oz. You know, it's like, you know, mate. Hopefully, they talk about that, you know, and show a little clip of um Kevin Sullivan with the monkey. You know, fucking yeah, dude. But, yeah, that's that's the show. That was uh, that was what um that was what we got to. Um, 
we haven't discussed this either. We have been working on plenty of other things in and around the show, which is why we don't always manage to hit our crossroads. You know, we don't tend to you know, meet up ex exactly the right time. There are days where we can't do stuff like, you know, Chris had very like, busy schedule. My schedule slowed down because I'm off work for a little bit. Yeah, to be honest, it's it's mainly my fault recently why this ain't been uh, well. We've been a bit late on this show because I'm literally like fucking. Like, our work schedules are so fucked when it comes to doing this. It's like there is no set time. We couldn't put out an episode every Friday or every Tuesday if we wanted to. It's just not mm. possible. So yeah, we do what we do and we do it when we do it. It's just yeah and. To be honest, it makes it more fun when we do it like this. Yeah, man. I mean, fucking, uh, you know, we we will keep doing it. We're not gonna we're not gonna stop. You know, um, we like Jordan said, we don't really know what we're gonna do next, but we we have we promise you, we have got some real fucking good stuff in the pipeline. Um, interview wise, like we we try and stay away from. I mean, maybe slightly subconsciously, but slightly consciously, we try and stay away from people that, you know, the mainstream kind of shoot interview people. We kind of try and that's why we don't do, you know, shoot interviews very often, because we always like to try and get people that are a bit well, special or different. A, you know, it's in our, in our own sort of way. It's got to tick our boxes and that's you know, it's got to be the right person and the right stories. And yeah. if it's you know, if it's someone that everyone spoke to, like, we don't, you know, we've heard it all. Yeah. Know, chances are it's not going to be anything new. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we like to be different. We like to be odd and strange and funny and, you know, hopefully funny anyway. <laughs> but, we, we, but that's the thing. We've got three or four in the pipeline that are penciled in for various times in the future. So... Potential, potential worldies as well. Uh? Potential worldies. Absolute like fire, sort of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. We 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 we've got fucking yeah. The, the, these the, these guys, uh, you know, we we fucking like I say we we don't want to give too much away, obviously, because in this game it, things can change. But you know, we we have spoken to a good few individuals and we've got them penciled in for various stages in the future. But a lot of these guys are busy as well, doing bits and bobs, and because they're like I say, not on the main shoot interview circuit they're they're doing their own thing um these guys that we're interviewing you know i'm really excited about all of these you know i mean me and jordan we talk about this and you know when we when we're chatting about who we're chatting to and chatting with you know it's it, it's really exciting we've got some real fucking crackers going forward so we don't want to give too much away but we really have got some good shit planned coming for in the next month or so so um and yes so with that technically the uk is now free to move around and do whatever they want freely um personally i think we will end up being locked down in about three or four weeks anyway but that's my opinion yeah i, I i'm i'm of the, the same surface is coming back to town yeah i mean we we um is there any shows locally that we can get to directed in the next couple of weeks oh, i think that's something we'll have to look up yeah, yeah. I mean, we do have a theatre um, quite close to us that does have regular yeah, shows. 
like walking distance close. That's how. Cool. Yeah, like literally, it's down the road from our houses. So, um, we we possibly. I mean, and this this place has had, you know, your rhinos, your Cody Rhodeses. It's had some fucking, you know, it's had some. MVPs. Yeah, you know, it's had MV, yeah, MVPs. It's, it's had some some stars in its day. It's had the older. So if there are some live wrestling shows going on and, you know, you, we do happen to make it there. And if you're listening to, you know, Hertfordshire's number one wrestling podcast. Get on, number one. And you see us and you see the hoodies and you see us in the t-shirts, come and say hello. Yeah, baby. Come and give us a high five. Do it. Tell us that you hate our show. I don't care. Just, you know, interaction is one of the greatest things in the world. So. Oh, we love it, man. This is why we do what we do on... Well, I mean, Jordan is the man for Twitter. You know, he tweets like a bad man. Um, you know, so we, we we love that interaction. We, we, we love chatting with people, the banter, um, the bants bruv. Um, you know, so so keep interacting with us on, on Instagram. The Facebook group is going off. Yeah. Um, I mean, we really have got a lot of interaction on there. Uh, yeah, welcome, you know, hello, whatever, to all those people on Facebook, yeah, who are following and liking that page, you know, by all means, check in, say hello, or, you know, tell us, go fuck ourselves. Again, don't care. Tell us where a couple of fucking, yeah, jabronis, if you want. We'll tell you to go fuck yourself. But, you know, we to call, call us a couple of jabronis. We don't care. We love it. Yeah. We're on it. Like, it's, it's all cool. It's all great. So we we will be coming with another show fairly soon. I think, you know, it, we, we're going to try and probably bang bang another one out pretty quickly um, after this one. Uh, as we like to do, we don't like to do, you know... A, a WCW, then another WCW. So chances are there's going to be a WWF or Chris, a... Chris mentioned the Battle Royal at the Albert Hall and my mind is just stuck on that. So we might have to have a little chat about that one. Bro, I'm happy to do that. You know, man's got the VHS. So you know me. Yeah. I will happily watch it, the VHS. It's a vision at its finest. Yeah, mate. Um, and yeah, I guess that's... Uh, is, that, is that it for, for today? I think that's a wrap, baby. Yeah, that's um, a wrap. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for checking in. Remember to subscribe. Remember to like. Remember to do all of that shit that you know we, that we hate talking about. To be honest, we're getting a bit sick of it. But you know, if we if we could if we could get some income coming in from this, then we wouldn't have to work so much, and then we can fucking bang out a bit more regular content. More. We can do well. We can do it from one sofa to the two computers. Who knows? That's right. Well, well, this is the thing. I. I you know, we, we've sort of spoken about doing the show from one sofa, um, maybe with a green screen behind us where we can actually show some clips and stuff from, from the matches or whatever, you know, show some bits and bobs, as we like to say. Um, so, yeah, we're going forward. We'll see what happens because at the minute we're still... We, we, they say it was Freedom Day today, but it's not really... Uh, don't feel free. <laughs> so we don't know what's going to happen going forward. But we we'll fucking keep smiling, keep doing this, Absolutely. keep making jokes. And we ain't going nowhere, baby. Chat, grapple, and cheat pops podcast. That's right. And uh, we will see you very soon. Take care, everyone. I'm JB, Chris Dredd. Hit those buttons, slap our bells. You've got to love it. Peace. Boom. Oh.